Right, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode. Um, this is going to be solo episode, and I thought I would talk about, you know, the kind of bosses we have. We all, you know, if you have been working, you have had a boss, and we all go through our share of bosses. Some are rich bosses, some are poor bosses, and I don't mean rich rich or poor by means of money or the wealth they have it's about the character rich or poor by the character right we all have the bosses that are either rich or poor by the character and we learn from them so first of all why this episode why rich boss versus poor boss there are only two reasons one when you meet a rich boss you identify actually we innately do identify but we may not act on our intuition but more importantly just to make you aware and question yourself are you being a rich boss or a poor boss because so many times we have been put in a position to lead without any guidance we are not told how to lead uh, we just become the leaders so this episode is if you want to learn leadership and you want to know how to be a rich boss a boss to who people want to follow people want to work for and uh, people trust right that's what i call rich boss so this episode is for you let me give you a few examples of the kind of bosses because i've had both rich and poor uh, let's see if you can guess uh, which one is which so i'm not going to name <laughs> the people obviously but identify this boss i'm working for this person and I am burned out, like I feel tired. I don't, I was a programmer back then. I used to create programs and do the development work. And there was a period where I felt burned out. Uh, you know, I was bored. I, it was just same mundane work. I was burned. You know, the thing that used to take me to do hour would take me eight hours like it was that bad like i was just dragging my tail to do the work and eventually i just you know got tired of it dragging myself so i went to this person as i told them you know that i cannot do it i need a break i need to go uh, you know work on myself relax and then maybe when i come back i can pick this up and do it and he's like why are you feeling down What's going on? Why cannot do you do it? And then he said, uh, you know, he told me the importance of getting the work done because it was critical. There was some deadlines and all that. And I understand his position that he needed to get the work done. Uh, you know, if I was to take off, there wasn't going to be anybody who could immediately come up and do it. So I understand that part of the thing. But the thing was, he missed to recognize that I was burned out, that I did really need break that i was not just faking it up right so what so what do you think what kind of boss he was well in my terminology he was a poor boss he failed to recognize my needs and he even though there is task that needs to be done uh, there is a way you know if i could have gotten half day off i would have come back you know two times more productive the next day or, you know, the weekend off, I would have just been back to my uh, full pace. But 
Oh, he wanted to get that work done. And it took us, you know, uh, the work that I could have finished in two hours. It took us four or five days to finish it because I was just dragging myself. And so that's an example of poor boss where the mentality of the boss is not on the current situation to be able to see the situation as it is with the rational mind to pragmatically look at what is happening. Is the person really uh, not interested? How can you get him to do the work? Right Now, rich boss in this position would have, um, you know, try to figure out a way collectively with me to solve that problem. And that would have done it. I would have appreciated that more. Somebody giving me half day off or even asking like, what can he do to make it work? Let me give you an example of a rich boss. He used to work for a company where there was a lot of focus on developing the people because the company believed in developing the people. If the people were developed, if the people were, you know, given all the tools they needed to grow, they would grow, right? They emphasize on people's growth first because, because they understood that if people grew, company will grow, right? So their emphasis was always on finding ways to grow people, to expand people's visions, to expand their thinking. And they used to have sessions. They used to have workshops, seminars, sometimes going to the, you know, to the top leaders of the company, to their home and do training sessions. As part of that, there, once there was a training that was to be conducted by, by one of the very top leaders, like president of the company, who was not doing day in day work, but he was still there to mentor the people and grow the new leaders. That's what, that's what was his focus all about during that time. And we were, we went to his home where, you know, there was a training and there was break and there was food. So it was more like, you know, a weekend workshop where you get focused group of people and you basically share all, you know, about not only about business, but help them grow, help them expand their vision. So I was there and this was my first time there. I personally didn't know. I mean, I knew him far off from the stage and through the conferences, but I was <laughs> so um, below the ranks, like I was, uh, you know, 0.001% of the company. So I wasn't like nobody in there. And I had the break. Um, and I remember uh, during the lunchtime, um, you know, this person came, uh, he stood by me. He asked me what I used to do and, and you know, a little bit of my, myself. And then he just placed hand on my shoulder and said, you can do more. Yeah, I trust you. You can do more. I believe in you. You know, let's get this going. Let's find a way to grow. And, you know, it wasn't so much on his, in his words. It was just the touch because, you know, you could tell if a person is just saying the words or if the person really means, and I could tell by the touch of that person that he really believed he really wanted people to grow. He was giving his energy, time and conviction and putting his faith into the people so people could grow. Now this incident happened 15 years ago, but I still remember why, because it's not the words he said, it's how he made him me feel right. It was, 
I was one, 0.0001% of the company, yet he showed his belief in me. He showed me that I can do better. He showed his faith in me. And that's what a good leader does. They recognize you. They give you confidence. They give you encouragement and they just, just you know, cheer you up. It's like, you know, if when you fall down, uh, you know, going to, when you're a child, as a child, when you have fallen down, your mother or father cheering you up. Yeah, you can do it or get up. You're okay. That cheering. Right. And as a child, we get up because of mother and father were clapping for us or boosting our energy up. It's that, that is the basic of a good, rich boss. When you're working in a company that is not really big, does not have well-established processes, does not have a laid out path of growth and, you know, just works by getting things done. There's a challenge in growing there. Uh, I mean, there's both challenge and opportunity. There's opportunity because there's so much to be done and the more you do it, the faster you can grow. But there is also a challenge that challenges that this, hardly anybody to pulls you from your with your hand and pull you together and pull you up and show you how it is done and that's what i saw when i was a programmer when i started getting good at my work i started getting also oh can you leave the team i didn't want to lead the team because i was not confident that i could lead one and secondly i there was no training there was nobody to show me how to be done how it can be done. So I was really afraid of screwing it up. So I, I remember, I don't know how many chances I uh, passed it by. I would, people would come uh, and say, oh, can you lead the team? Um, they will give me projects and I will deny it. And it's not only that um, I'll deny it. It would be, it wasn't a conversation where somebody told me why I could lead the team. Like looking back, if it was, if I was, more aware, I would ask that question. Why do they think I can lead the team? So getting confidence through them, borrowing the confidence from those people. Um, but because they were poor bosses, they just wanted somebody to lead. And so if it wasn't me, it would be somebody else. Um, and I see that as a, a challenge because even when you take up the lead positions like that, and when there is nobody to train you, you might end up following somebody who is above you. And that person could be a rich boss or a poor boss. And that's why making the distinction, whether you're following a rich boss or a poor boss is really important. I'll share a couple more stories as I go on and I'll share some of the things that I did, learned hard way or learned from the books or the mentors as I started to lead people in the different roles I have been. About eight, nine years ago, I was working for a new project. Uh, I was a part of it. And this was me uh, first time getting in, onto a call with their team. And the project had already started. So on the team, it was one of those regular stand-up calls where everybody was just to go in and tell the status what they're doing, what uh, what they have finished, any challenges, at extra. So on the call, there were people on the mixture and geographies and the lead was on the other side of the call. 
I was sitting with, I, I think eight or nine people in the room. So the lead was asking one by one to everybody to report what they did. And he would then make a comment or, you know, whatever. And what happened was one of the person uh, reported something that he did in eight hours or whatever. And this lead was like, why did it take eight hours? It should only take one hour getting like really micromanaging. And, and also not only micromanaging, it's also the tone and everybody else was just quiet and me too, including me. Uh, you know, it wasn't like if I saw something wrong, I uh, got up and said something about it. Uh, I wish I could have said it. I should have said it, but I didn't, I didn't even, uh, you know, the other thing I could have done is uh, after the call, I could have talked to that person, but I wasn't in, <clears throat> in that space. I probably was just like, okay, it's not my place to say anything kind of thing. So anyways, um, so this person is just grilling, right? And what do you think the people who are being grilled uh, and are, you know, and have to justify their work, think of this person who is leading the call. How do they think, how do you think they see that person as poor boss, right? A rich boss does not need to grill. A rich boss knows that his job is to provide and create an environment where people can thrive, people can grow, people can own their work, right? Um, so that I felt was really um, wrong. But, you know, when I looked up uh, to this, when I look at this guy who was leading, he had no mentors himself and his bosses were poor bosses too, right? It was just, you know, if your boss above is looking down on you and grilling you, and that's what you think is the way to do and work with the people. And that's what he was doing. So last rich boss and poor boss. So I'm going to share some of the things that I've written um, about rich boss and poor boss, the differences that I've noticed. And you can see if you recognize this. So rich bosses, uh, you can Im imagine rich boss cares about the people. Poor boss cares about the results. I mean, rich boss also care about the result, but results do not come at the expense of the people. Poor boss, it doesn't matter whether, you know, people are doing well or not, results should come. Rich boss often takes the blame. If something goes wrong, rich boss will take the blame. If you're leading the team, something goes wrong, instead of pointing out the finger to the person down who messed it up, take the blame on it, right? Because that's how you will instill confidence that they can make a mistake and they will not be penalized for it. Poor boss will, you know, bl blame and make your life miserable for messing up. Rich boss will create a room for a failure. It will empower other people to, uh, and allow them to fail, allow them to try new things. It will he'll create a room for the failure. Whereas poor boss, you cannot fail. Rich boss will respect people. So just because somebody did wrong does not mean you have a right to shout, right? You can be strong. You can hold them accountable but you do not have a right to shout and get loud with the people. Respect first, right? If, if you if you cannot respect the person and you, if you disrespect 
the person in front of others, you know, you can pretty much take it granted. They are not going to do the work. It's like, remember when your parents scolded you in front of your friends, how did you feel, right? You despise that even, right? So that's what happens when, when a boss or a leader shouts, screams, disrespects you, even if it's your own, your mistake, despise that person. You don't want to be working for that person. So make sure you're not a boss who does that. You want to be a boss who can work with the person. You, you can be strong. You can hold them accountable, but not by being disrespectful. Rich boss is fully secure. In fact, the rich leaders, rich boss, a true leader leads by walking behind the people. And when the work is done, people believe that they got the work done, not the leader. A leader should be okay with it because the job got done. It's not about who takes the credit. It's, you know, leading from behind and uh, obviously, there are parts where you lead from front when you're in meeting, when you're in discussions, but making sure people are getting the credit for the work that is being done. <clears throat> Rich Bosch leads by example, right? Um, they do the work, they stay, they get the job done, and when something goes wrong, they show how to handle what has gone wrong. They just don't say, okay, get it right. Um, there's a story. There was this guy who was leading in a departmental store and uh, he had a few other people. And one of the job was to, you know, uh, take care of the inventory, like fold the clothes and garments and make sure they're properly stacked on there. And he noticed that one of the guy who was stacking the clothes, uh, he was taking too much time to uh, fold the clothes and put them properly. Um, and this, you know, if it was a poor boss, the poor boss would have gone and said, hey, you know, why are you taking so much time? Do it faster or something like that, right? The rich boss, this is what he did. He went up to the counter, started talking to the person who was doing, and started uh, taking the clothes and started to fold himself. And he did it at the pace that it should be, which was a little faster. And guess what happened? The guy who was slow noticed that his boss is doing faster and picked up the pace. See, the boss didn't even have to say anything. He just had to show how to do it. So, so many times people miss it. So many times people think I need to just order and, you know, it should be done. And, you know, what happens is a poor boss their truth is their authority. They make authority as their truth that I am the boss. I've arrived and I just need to pass orders and people should do the work. Whereas a rich boss gets the authority back by sticking to the truth of the moment. They stick to what is needed to be done and they do it. They don't mind getting their hands dirty just because <clears throat> they have got in a position doesn't mean they cannot do that work. They, in fact, the more you can show the people in your team that you can still do the work and you can do better uh, or you show them how it can be done better, more people get inspired. One of the things you would recognize about 
rich boss and poor bosses. When you see a rich boss, you feel like being a, like them, like you want to embody their work. You want to embody how they work, how they talk, how they walk, because they inspire you, right? They, you, you just feel so good about that person that you want to be like them. It's like finding your superhero. When you are working with a poor boss, you just despise them. You don't want to even talk to them. You, uh, you really want to avoid them. And, but the sad part is when you're working for, for the poor boss, and if you're not careful and if you're not aware, you can pick up their bad qualities. Like you can pick up their leadership style, which is not leadership, which is just management. It's just poor way to do things, right? So be very careful when you're working for a poor boss, make sure you're not following that person. You, you make sure you are following the right person, the rich boss. That's where the growth will come. Rich boss encourages people for the growth, right? They help people. They instill confidence in people that they can do things better, that they can do, try more things. They, they, it just encourage, they show them there is so much potential. They make them realize about the potential that they, you know, the people themselves do not know. Nelson Mandela said it best, that if you want the cooperation of the people, you must make them feel important. And you do that by being genuine and humble. You know, you don't just make people important because you want to get the work done. But really feel, you know, that they are important. Feel their role and make them realize the importance of their role, their work, and where they are good. And that's how you uplift people. That's how you make people take on the work, right? I remember uh, one time I was leading a team. This was the very first time I was leading such a large team. And there was all kinds of problems going left and right. And I didn't even know... I didn't even have anybody to ask help for, but it was just crazy, crazy um, time. We were working day and night, and still the problems were not getting down. And I saw, um, I think there was a group of 15 people. And I saw everybody in the team was getting tired. They were, you know, frustrated with so many issues, one after after that would come, and there, it was just like no end. And, and I did something that I didn't know I was doing it right. It just happened. I called upon a meeting and I said, okay, let's get down and, you know, this is messy. I don't like to do it, um, but let's get down and nail. Let's talk about what everybody is going through, what problems are we facing, and let's attack those problems collectively instead of just everybody just running left, right, and center about, about each problem. Let's just divide. Let's just conquer it together. And unknowingly, what I did in that meeting was I brought everybody together. We we got united. We got out of that meeting feeling like we have a common target, that our enemy wasn't within us, our enemy was outside, that we had to fix those problems. And we just went better from there. Like things started to go right in terms of the people owning, people doing more of the work. And it wasn't that I knew, it just, I didn't know. So I said, thought I would go back 
and ask the team, get there, how would you solve this problem so that we can collectively move? Because that's the only thing I could think of at that time. So, so many times poor bosses in those situations will just keep throwing things. They will yell, they will scream that this work is not done. You should be doing it. But they forget the basic principle that we learned and we know it like from our childhood and from the childhood of our children, right? We knew when our parents encouraged and still to the day, you know, grown up people like me, when we get encouragement from the people and people we look up from, uh, look up to, we want to do more, right? It's the same principle. You know, when we want our children to do something, especially when they are not willing to do those things, what works? Encouragement, right? Reward. These are the basic things that are and should be in rich boss pocket, but too many times people forget especially when, you know, you're bombarded with so many things that are going wrong, left, right, and center, and you start to blame others. Um, You start to feel like nobody's working with you and helping you do the things. But too many times, you know, um, we miss the point. And I don't say that there are not times when people, there are people who actually are not performing and do not, want to do work, maybe they're bored, maybe it's not their skill, whatever the reason it is. But those have to be dealt individually, those things. You cannot be a leader of a team and not have a way where people want to do the work themselves. If you're constantly on a call and you have to ask them for people to give their um, status and they are not owning, they're not doing the work and you have to constantly push, I think it's about time to look at your leadership. There may be a reason why 15 or 20 people are not listening to you. They're not doing wrong. Uh, uh, it's going to be hard, but it, maybe it's a time to self-reflect on your leadership. What can you do to help them do the work? Think of it. If those people in your team were all your children, how would you talk to them? Especially they are five, six years old. Yes, it frustrates when they are not five, six, and they are 30, 40 years old, and they are not owning their responsibility. It does get you frustrated, right? But the only way to get people to do more um, is by uplifting them, being kind, you know, being in their shoes, trying to see uh, what they are feeling, but also trying to show show them what you're going through. Don't make entire problem as your problem only. You have to make them feel that they are part of the problem. They are there, they are important enough to solve that problem. So be the rich boss. I'll end this episode with this quote from Lao Tzu. It's beautiful quote. It's about kindness because kindness breeds kindness. When you're kind to somebody in your team or should be kind to everybody in your team, when you're kind, it will breed kindness. The people among each other will be kind. And it just creates an environment where you want to work and the people want to work with you, not for you, with you. Kindness in words creates confidence. Kindness in thinking creates profoundness. And kindness in giving creates love. So be kind, create confidence, 
create performance and create love. Let me know what you think of rich boss, poor boss. If you had one, do comment. You don't have to name the boss, but let me know if you had a rich boss or poor boss and what kind of boss you would rather have and what kind of boss you would like to be. I hope you are the rich boss. I hope you are the person who is kind. Let me know in the comments what your takeaway was. Thank you so much. See you around. All right. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did and got some valuable nuggets out of it. If you liked it, there are other shows you can watch. They're exactly what you need. And I ask you to like, comment, subscribe. Let me know what you thought of the show. Uh, really, I want to hear from you firsthand what you felt, what you liked, what you didn't like. So thank you and see you around.